Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. We're going to be looking at uh, Kaaba Volume 1, man, the Katsuhiro Otomo art book that covers uh, illustrations from 1971 to 1989. Got to thank the Kayfabe audience, man. Uh, is this the letter that came with this? I think it is. I'm pretty sure this is it. So if so, thank you, Martin. And if not... Oh, it is. It is the guy. So, so Martin... You know, ask not what Cartoonist Kayfabe can do for you. Ask what you can do for Cartoonist Kayfabe. And uh, this fella was very cool. He sent a copy of Kaba and was like, I don't want you guys to fight. I don't want you guys to hate each other after this because I only have one copy of Kaba. So the dude also included an issue of uh, Miracle Man number 15 and was like, cared. Like, both of those equal value. You guys should be happy with one or the other. Yes. And, and he was right, man. Uh, so shouts to Martin. And if you want to send us uh, very ex expensive rare books, s send them to uh, P.O. Box 3071, Monhall, PA 15120. You're not going to hear us cry. This is <laughs> this is something I always wanted, Jimmy. Uh, the, the, the Kaba books, famously out of print. Yeah, this is an awesome, amazing book. Um, I will note uh, the first thing I think of when I see this, and, and I don't know what this says about me or anything else, is hip flask. Yeah, for sure. That that muzzle of that hippopotamus is so kind of in line uh, with it. But uh, a cool cover to start with, and what a treasure this book is. Um, talk about inspiration for your eyeballs. Oh, it, it's it's insane, man. Like And seeing the range from like this kind of beautiful pen work and line work, but then also the great color and design work, it really illustrates the breadth of Otomo's talent. Yeah, and just even doing stuff like this, that you discover motifs in his work uh, when you see a body of work like this. I want to point out acrylic. Uh, one of the nice things that they do in these is they list your medium. So uh, Rotring is something that's listed a lot. Rotring and uh, color tone on here. And um, the Rotring, this is a rapidograph, right? I mean, it's uh, is it like the disposable rapidographs, Rotring? Yeah, that's the company. Yeah. Yeah, with the with the little uh, ca um, cassettes or whatever. You're, you're going to see that as a lot, but I do like that some of them are just acrylic. You know, it's just a painting or whatever. He, he works in a lot of different media throughout this. One of the kind of famous images, I believe this was a book cover yeah. for uh, one of his collections. Yeah, for sure. That's the other thing that's really cool too, man. They got the bibliography section. How hard is this image, dude, with the little reflection in the helmet? It never stops being badass. The sky is amazing, the road in perspective, the bikers that are just background elements, and even the wrecked bike with fireball written across the, the back. And um, not accidental in my mind, like I see so much Jamie Hewlett in this as we go through it. And, uh, you know, Fireball being my favorite Jamie Hewlett comic. So I have a feeling Hewlett is, uh, is looking at some of this work. When I was out there in Japan, man, like I, I had the list, like... <laughs> Railway detail, just an ax in the middle of this doll head. And, and I saw it like, like Hansel and Gretel, like what is Hansel and Gretel? I got to get my hands on that. And they were like, oh, it's like a storybook. And I, this is uh, the end papers for that thing you know i didn't grab it because it was something like 60 dollars and it was like 15 pages or something it just mm -hmm. felt felt fucked up but looking at this i'm like man i should have grabbed it yeah you probably wouldn't be uh you'd have forgotten whatever you paid for it by now and just be enjoying looking at it yeah exactly. it'd be a kayfabe video by now so the color i love this composition the color tone is uh like like zipatone like color That's what I tone. Mm -hmm. and we'll see some really really good examples of that stuff as we as we move forward 
I also like watching him kind of um, flex with some of these different different jobs. And I think that he mentions that, you know, there's some notes from him in different places. And I think that's one of the things he mentions is when he's doing his own comics, you know, he's dictating what he's drawing. But whenever these kind of jobs pop up, that's where he has to stretch, right? This is such an odd and very memorable thing. And one of the, the pieces that's odd about it is this is for Young Magazine, mm -hmm. and it's a it's a pirate pig character. And the mascot of Shonen Jump, which is a rival company, Shueisha, is a pirate for sure. So, like, what is this pirate gimmick? I love that you get to see the mock-up, which is really good. If you're just looking at that on screen, like, it, it almost looks like what you're seeing here. But you even see, like, the little color... You know, you paint in your margin to get that color. What's that color going to look like when I actually put it on his jacket? Yeah. Very fun. And like photocopy, looks like a photocopy uh, masthead that he's drawing his rough on. Yeah, dude. Like we do the digital version of that, man. You create your logo, stitch it in there, draw around it. And this this is, looks one for one for the pose and stuff. Like maybe that was just blown up and traced off, redrawn. Also love seeing this stuff at bit, like large reproductive. Looks good on the screen. Yeah, I mean it's it's so cool because it's such a simple illustration in many ways, and yet you see it at that scale, and it's like you recognize the power in that kind of simple design. Yeah, yeah, and just the 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 technique of the of the painting, like it feels like this is uh, like a worn outfit. You know, it has battle damage. It has weathering to it that could use a repaint if this yeah. was if you were in this uh, world. A real sense of texture, even the little tiny bits of damage that are that are on it, little little chunks taken out of the helmet here and there. Not very many, but man, each one of them tells a story. When these cartoonists, like when you see in comics, when they put that little white highlight, mm -hmm. that is magic. That white highlight is magic when you see it done. Man, these are cool looking. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Cabo was a book that was going to be constructed well before uh, Akira. Like, this guy was already a phenom before he even did Akira. And when he launched into that, they were like, oh, we should just pump the brakes and wait because we're going to have to start to include that stuff. How the heck do you think you get straight lines? You think you got to put some tape down and, uh, and, and paint it out that way? I have no idea. How do you do that? I wonder about all of this stuff, you know, like how detailed is he working over a detailed drawing to do this? I, I don't know. The Robot Carnival intro is astounding. Has like a lot of Mobius vibes to it. I implore everybody to go check that anime out. I just love seeing these things kind of in this different presentation. You know, you've seen his art, of course, but like seeing these close-ups and seeing it with those color, you know, whatever the, the those color like uh, pieces applied, where it's like the flattest of flat. Call them as plastic. It is pieces of plastic. And then you this know, stuff thrills me. This is probably photographs of of. Uh, of those toned pages. Cartoonist Kayfabe subsidized by the comic books that we make. And Jimmy Rugg has Hulk Grand Design coming out in uh, 316, man. March 316 says you got to get your hands on Hulk Grand Design Monster. The following month comes Hulk Grand Design Madness. Each issue, 40 pages, distilling down 500 issues of Hulk comics from 40 years into 80 pages of comics you got to see it to believe it i've read it multiple times freaking love what jimmy's done with the material man some uh, variant covers coming out with uh the first uh issue of red room there's the eddie p variant marcos martin variant and peach momoko the cottage industry provides her variant cover 
for Jimmy's uh, Incredible Hulk grand design. Jimmy, what do you want to say about uh, this comic, man? I want to say pre-order at Kayfabers. Let's put the Kayfabe effect to good use. Let's let's put it to effect on Hulk grand design. And now is the time to do those pre-orders. And you know what I hear from people? The pre-order system's impossible. I don't think it is. I have faith in cartoonist Kayfabe audience out there. So prove all the doubters wrong. Go to your local comic shop and let them know that you want copies of Hulk Grand Design Monster reserved for you. Do it this week at the comic shop. Thank you. Well said, man. Uh, Red Room, the Antisocial Network is in stores today. That's my comic. The comic that I'm putting my, my energies to. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game uh, in Red Room Comics. And you can see in the trade paperback, there's about 70 some pages of additional material to go along with the, uh, the body of the uh, Red Room stories. Every issue is completely self-contained. And uh, the week before Hulk Grand Design comes out, you're still going to have to hit that comic shop. Because trigger warnings, the next round of Red Room Comics will be hitting stores. And uh, same deal, every issue completely self-contained. It's the Rat Queens issue that's going to be uh, put out on the stands with issue number one. A lot of people followed that comic uh, while I was serializing it on my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. Uh, Jimmy and I both have link trees in the description below this video where you could uh, check out um, behind the scenes material and get a hold of these comics before they hit paper. Here's, here's my Peach Momoko variant that go along uh, with, with Red Room issue number one. The Jim Rug by way of Robert Crumb Zap Comics Zero uh, homage cover for Red Room uh, Trigger Warnings number one. And kind of like a book covery book cover uh, for Red Room issue number one that I drew. And that is where you get uh, the Rat Queens. By, if you take a good look at that... Uh, that silhouette right there. Fodder for the next silhouette zine. Lots of comics uh, coming out from the Kayfabe Studios. Uh, we Kayfabe affect a lot of comics uh, that we that we cover. Got to put the Kayfabe effect to use for ourselves, or else this channel just is not possible, man. So now that we're paying the bills, let's go back to the video. And these would have been single image illustrations that would have been sort of sort of uh, animated. Think Jim Lee saw this before Jubilees created? That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like you know this is '82. Like this book comes out '89-ish. Uh, Carrie Kelly's out there too. But I mean, this is ro I mean, this is uh, Jubilee colors, man. It is great folds in the in the fabric of that coat. Too. He's so good at that. He's so good at that stuff. This and is one of the iconic. This pieces. is Jamie Hewlett, right? Totally. I, mean, I love Hewlett, but this is Hewlett. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those like before. Love it. It's so after. good. Like that feels so Hewlett, right? Like to do something like that. Just spectacular. And notice the purple shades of the of the burst bubble. Like if it's in front of the green, it's a different color than if it's on her face or in front of her hair. Yeah, there's at least three different ones, man. And he will still put the shades of her makeup and so because this is a plastic film, you can see through so it. So cool. And, and I wonder and where all of this art is. I mean, I guess if it's commercial work, possibly the company you work for ends up with it. But if it's like in Otomo's collection, like does he just have a building full of his originals? That's that's what a lot of those guys do, man. Like the Kanikuman guys who kept that series going for, you know, hundreds of volumes or whatever. Uh, my, my guys out there, they said that like it's not it's not unheard of for cartoonists to have a whole other apartment right. where they just keep their artwork in like a temperature controlled environment. And there was that art show that uh, Otomo did in, I think it was France, when uh, around the time Mobius died, where 
all every page of Akira yeah. was was on that those like carousels like laid out on that those glass trays. I love that he draws shadow where it's just like an outline for a shadow and it'll be like under a chin or that guy's holding a TV, you know, and it's just like this just one line to create the shadow shape. Now we've seen that like um that bubblegum bubble burst and we're seeing this balloon burst and when the internet was new like that was a fetish that was unearthed in this universe man uh that would be promoted on howard stern to guys who loved chicks sitting on balloons and popping them oh i thought you were gonna say like they would do like animated gifts uh, you know where you put them together that's funny I, um look at the concussive force like the ability to draw that this is exploding out he's good at physics man in a static image he's good at physics that's magic shit. Yeah. Yeah, even this stuff like feels like... That's those shadows I'm talking about. It's just one line. It's just a slightly different color layer and perfect, reads perfect. How easy would this be to fuck up, man, in, in, in an illustration? Put one line out of, out of place and you just screwed up your whole thing. And this is the like most impossible stuff to, to figure out when you're drawing because that is totally right. And it doesn't feel like enough when you when you're drawing it yourself but when yeah. you see other people do it it's like yeah that's perfect but doing it yourself it's like you how much nose do i put out and then if you put nose then you got to put the top lip and then you're just fucking your whole thing up really tough i'm working on a book cover right now and having gone through this this week it makes me think about all that stuff yeah you know you need one line for the shape you don't need to, to go over it or have multiples classic image right there man for that intro page of Fireball going MC Escher. Don't you almost quit? Like you produce something that looks like that and then it's like, that's it. License it, make prints, uh, <laughs> give me an art show. I drew this, like I'm done, I'm, I'm, I'm the best. But then, you know, this is in there, like that when, when our guy wakes up in Fireball, like that is such a memorable sequence. That was one of our earliest videos on Cartoonist Cafe. Really enjoyed going through that. The double page spread of Domu. And what's cool is we go from that advertising art where it's like one line for a, a super close up of a face to like infinite lines. And it, and it kind of works equally well in both cases, but it's the same guy. He's a phenom. Yeah. And it's like really good lighting on a cartoon face, but I've seen people who look like this, but what I'm saying is he's not trace of photos and stuff. Right. Like this is coming from his brain. What a man Ben that would be to have him drawing that face. Oh yeah. So many lines. Some Domu. Domu is one of those great reading experiences for me. It is. And, and you know, we did one video one way, but it would be cool to uh, maybe do it again, revisit it under the microscope kind of way and really pull stuff out. A little bit of a late motif, man. We're going to discover because this ain't the first time that he he draws that that image. Uh, that's a front cover of uh, that actual Domu. Uh, what do you call it, man? Tankobon. Ah, uh, right. Didn't realize that. I was admiring like the use of white zip. Some interesting choices in this layout where they're adding color to certain elements. You know, foreground elements, stuff like that. Kind of a neat a neat thing for an art book like this. This is a crazy thing. This watermelon messiah. First off, it's like what the f right yeah it's real weird there's your shadow great shadow though you know like the like the floating satellite or rock that's passing by and casting a shadow but check this stuff out man this is the entire comic right you see like these bombed out buildings yada yada 
such beautiful color and texture. Yeah, it's so crazy that like acrylic is what is getting the credit because you see the kind of um, grain and chalkiness to that. That's, Assume it's that's gouache. Like like uh, like you you see gouache that has like little bits of pigment and like little specks and dots like that. Yeah, it's reminiscent of watercolor, but you know, I, I just assume because of the listing, it's just watered down, you know, you yeah. thinned it down to the point of like, you're seeing layers and that is what that accumulation of the dots and pigments, you know, they almost come up as that stuff dries, the water dries and you're left with some of those little speckles and tooth. 1981, before he does Akira. Bizarre. You know, the inspiration for the Akira bomb blast is a, is a watermelon falling to earth. And look at the fixation again on like, how do you have the propulsion? Yeah. One of my favorite panels in comics period is that one in Domu where the girl is psych is psychically pushing the old man against the wall and, yes. and, and the wall's caving in and it all, it all feels right. Totally. I don't know how you do that, man. Nineteen eighty one. It's so strange. Before Akira, who knew? This is sick, man. Uh huh. This is so sick because we were looking at Heavy Metal One not too long ago, and you, like you see these amazing structures and shit. And I do think that this is a glimpse in how you achieve the way you achieve this, man. You got to have some bones, you know. Maybe you could come up with that for, from whole cloth, but but also cultural awareness, right? I mean, this is a famous painting, so if you look at art history, if you you know, if you're if you're looking at art, you you know, you get to steal from some of this stuff. Yeah. So just having that kind of awareness of what else is out there that may not be comics, but it's visual art. And 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 and, and for all the corn pops out there who are like he stole something, this is a painting called The Tower of Babel by Bruegel. You try it. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is a famous one like on the on the uh kayfabe Instagram every now and then whenever I see it pop up uh, again I'll, I'll repost it but uh animated Kodak camera commercials probably one of the first things he had animation uh mm -hmm. hands in before Akira it's neat to see his pencil drawings like of those figures and then I mean this is marker it looks like you know it looks like Copic markers yeah type, type of media it's just just a, just a mock-up piece yep. man and it's like Qu quick rendering yeah like I'd be very happy to have that be my complete uh... Qu quick and stunningly perfect beautiful renderings Wow what can you say I mean that's uh there's this is the ankle kind of mm -hmm. influence absolutely and like no i mean this guy is anal retentive as hell you're not seeing any of these ink lines uh go beyond the window borders it's it's a form of madness you know that level of obsession with detail of having those lines just perfectly match and it, i mean how many intersections of lines are you looking at there <laughs> right Th a thousand of them yeah, and this Par is and then like the parallel stuff, you know, like where these different rows are just parallel and it's like it's not impossible to do, but it's kind of impossible to do that many of them perfectly. Yes. And have this be like maybe the day's work. You know, you got to do something of equal or less value tomorrow. You know, you got to do this the next day. This is the stuff that crushes my soul because it's like, oh, we're both making comics. But whatever he's doing, thinking, able to do, I'm not. <laughs> you know, like, 
we are worlds apart. Some more pencil. I I do love when you get to see his kind of his pencil sketches and things. Yeah, gorgeous. it's a real uh, behind the scenes glimpse. And another one of these giant pieces that like not that much happening there, and yet it's all great and expressive. And I thought of We Three when I saw this. Totally. You know um, how influential. You know you you can see it. It's no it's no secret that uh, Frank Whiteley's. Uh, influenced by Atomo, and I think it shows in We Three. That could be an update to the Georgetown Hoyas logo. Mm-hmm. Wow! Look at that thing. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's just nuts. I mean, you have to make that commercial in Japan because there, there might be uh, cr- crimes committed <laughs> if, if you tried to do that Purina commercial. I can't even here. imagine what that all, what like what we're looking at there. <laughs> And again, I'll mention, you know, just the Jamie Hewlett feel of some of this stuff. We've looked at some of his art books. And whenever you see, I I guess a lot of these artists at the upper levels, you get tasked with creating characters and doing concept work that kind of you end up with piles of drawings of this sort. So lucky that for us, for the culture of comics that, you know, he doesn't just stay in that place. You know, he's 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 making a cure while he's having these opportunities. Yeah, that part is hard for me to process too. You yeah. know, like even as a multitasker, he's running circles around whatever yeah. I'm capable of. Just, 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 just no nonsense. Uh, I really do think that one of the things that we lost in in the uh, smartphone era is the amount of time that we really do have in a day that gets caught up with technology, phone, with, with with nonsense. You know, I think about all the time of like just completely disconnecting for X amount of work hours. Yeah. Um, because of what you just said. Yeah. Yeah, I'm employing the 90-20 rule that I, that I read about, man. Work for 90 minutes. 80-20. 90-20, hour oh. and a half. Oh. Hour and a half, 20-minute oh. break. Hour and a half, 20-minute break. Hour and a half, 20-minute break. Huh, how's that going? It's, it's, going, it's going good, man. And, and it's like, you, you, knowing that you have that 20-minute break, then, then you, you're not fixating on whatever. I freaking love this. The proportion, the classic, like, you know, you do a caricature and, and blow up the head or whatever. It's so fun to see it there in his rendering style. There's Studio Ghibli uh, characters that, that that are like this, man. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's chibi, except, like, the style isn't. <laughs> it's so, so weird. <laughs> Farewell to arms, man. When, yeah. uh, another one of those icon. He creates iconic imagery. And this mm-hmm. is one of those, man. I'll say. it's a lot happening there. This is neat. I like the color uh, approach of this a lot. And I think he colors it with somebody. Um, this is not like the American colored version that they're running. There are several colored versions. So there's the American, like the one that you could get through Epic that's done by mm-hmm. like Steve Olliff. This is different than uh, the Tanko Bond version and the... Um, like the one that's written that's in English that was available in Australia is colored differently also. Interesting. So there are like these bits here. And and th- this is the stuff I was thinking about. And, and what makes me very mad with all the stuff that we got earlier, no explanation of this material, which is a photograph of a screen. But what I want to know is how does this image get onto a screen? It's a good, it's a great question. Um, there's so much happening, like just on this two page spread, like most of the story is colored in this, like a one color kind of thing, you know, like the orange, white, uh, black, but then you get over here and there's this effect. That's just amazing. As you say, shot from a screen, but you look at this stuff and it's like this photorealistic piece of mechanical thing. And when you look close and you realize like it's 
really simple coloring that gives you that kind of photorealistic piece it's fascinating like yeah. again this goes into like the magic like where you're just doing certain things like like it's so simple what you're looking at there but the effect is far surpassed you know like way greater than the sum of those parts yeah now he's making drawings but it really looks like captures from an animated mm -hmm. serial or something and then and then you're getting some kind of collage yeah. thing is that a paste up is, is that a computer technique from 1984 like this is cutting edge comics yeah you wonder what he's pulling that out of a magazine the morgue file like who knows where some of these elements are coming and you see it again you see it repeated you know it's not an accident it's not just done once and that's wild now we're playing with panels of different shapes and sizes so now you got to get your photograph to fit that if you're shooting this at a te television monitor, now you have to time the interlacing of the image being painted on the screen when you- I don't know if that's even possible, but the interlacing is a consistent size. So it's, you know, like whenever you start getting into these different um, sizes of panels, like you can't be zooming in on the photos because if you look at the previous ones, it looks at least like the interlacing is the same size. Right, like, like when I'm talking about, like, I mean, yeah, there's the lines, but you know how there's that like, Mm -hmm. how it paints down and when you see it on the screen like there's like a big field of black mm. like you have to shoot maybe uh, yeah. 50 photos and try to find the one that doesn't have that makes sense. the obstruction like a super fast uh, lens or whatever so you can just get get yeah bursts of photos and we're back to this kind of minimal color which i, I think looks amazing <laughs> It's such a good looking story and it looks really nice on this paper. You know, this is one that probably normally I'd be like, oh, put it on uncoated paper or whatever. It looks really great here. I mean, this is your instruction of like, you want to color on coated paper? It can be done well. So, uh, so good that the Japanese market is, has this uh, position where dudes can do uh, those like one shots because he's an experimental guy formally and uh, you know, having maybe 10, 15, 20 pages to play around, you could try some of these things, see how it works. If you like the results, bring that into uh, into your practice or not, you know, low s amount of sacrifice, farewell to weapons. Uh, do we do a video on farewell to weapons? I don't think we've done one yet. I think we've talked about it for different reasons, but uh, I don't know that we've done a whole video on it. Well, good to know, man. We're gonna have to at one point. Yeah, for sure. Some of these are fan-made. Uh, some of the shots we're seeing, like, I guess they were going to do, I don't know, figures or whatever, Toys, vehicles and yeah. stuff. And I don't think they actually got there, but like some of the fans got hold of the plans and made some of these things and they included them in this book, which is pretty cool. That's, that's that garage kit stuff, man, that like Jushin Thunder Lagger's a part of. It's a taku, you know, it's yeah. like the super fandom. Yeah, it exactly is, man. And then uh, the back matter, dude. There's that amazing Akira pinball machine. You know what I don't include in Hulk Grand Design is a Hulk pinball. Was there Hulk pinball? I assume there was. There definitely was like old ones, but I don't know if those were like bootlegged. But uh, yeah, that seeing that in this book made me think of it. I love the pens. How uh, how much time did you spend <laughs> staring at this photo, dude? <laughs> yeah. It looks like there's a little Alka-Seltzer, like a little bit of, uh, you know, a guy that draws at this level, there's going to be a little bit of indigestion. There's going to be a little anal retention. Got the erasers some french curves did various inks inside of like this like these little glass bottles see art tape got that little uh brush man for your uh eraser shavings what else are we seeing man Liquitex. couple of watches scissors 
Is that a hair dryer? Yeah, man. Because you know when you're painting, uh -huh. you, you need to speed things up a bit. Very cool. A lot of cool tech pens. It's fixative. Mm -hmm. Wow. But I love he marks his pens as they get thicker because the pens wear down. First time I heard about it was Mobius talking about it in that Silver Surfer back matter. But, you know, you start with your finest lines and as those wear down, there's still use for them, but uh, a different use. You know, I was joking about I make if I made that hand drawing, the robot hand Escher drawing, that'd be it. If you make Akira, isn't that it? Like, think about the volume of work that is. And this is kind of a lot of this is being done, you know, almost concurrently. He directed the movie while he was making the fucking manga, dude. Can you believe it? Abnormal. I salute him, man. Yeah, for sure. Hey, you see this face in like some of the illustrations? Like these are like little materials that, that show up in some of that stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. And look at the humble space. Mm -hmm. You know, he's totally got, functional. He's got, uh, you know, duct tape on the arm of his <laughs> chair, has a lap board bent straight down. You know, there's there's nothing special to it. Text neck before uh, before phones. What's that? Text neck. Whenever you're. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mess up your vertebrae <laughs> by being having that that head cock. I see uh, he does have a Xerox. Mm -hmm. See, that's the move, man. Keep the phone not next to you. Put that shit away from you for for some space. That's the thing, man. Like seeing the humble setups that these mangaka have. It's part of what makes comics so attractive. Because like, honestly, you strip down what is needed there for work. It isn't much. Yeah. It's a flat surface to draw on and it's some stuff to make marks and paper. But there are those guys that like, you know, that, that have those like swing arm things for like perspective and all that. Like there are tools that you could get to like make the job easy if he's doing those crazy architectural backgrounds think about like it. without taping down a piece of paper on a drafting table how do you do that like he has those those see-through rulers that have the uh the checkerboard on it like the like the, like right. the grid marks i have that and i'm not making these so <laughs> the, the, that's at least how you drawings. that's at least how you keep, keep the keep the parallels sure but that's it that's, that is a slick idea for keep for maintaining your parallels that's, that's a good move that's the only thing that i could think about like how, like how he's able to do that because they all have they all do that they never tape it down it's like you've shown me behind the curtain ed yeah right so now akira yeah it's it's maybe it's not as impressive as i thought <laughs> there it is man kaba but you know there's a kaba volume too and we don't have it. I didn't know that. P.O. Box 3071, <laughs> Mudhall, PA 15120. Two copies, please. <laughs> Coming right up. Good to go? Yes. Okay, favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, what's out there? Hulk Grand Design Monster in your comic shop, March 16th, but you need to pre-order that this week when you're at the comic shop. Show them what the kayfabe effect is all about. Show Marvel and any other publisher that we might want to work for in the future what this audience can do and prove them wrong. Make this a top-selling book. So tell your comic shop to pre-order Hulk Grand Design Monster the next time you talk to your comic shop. Red Room Trigger Warnings coming out March 9th, man. Four issues every issue completely self-contained you get a full story in each issue uh that issue one of trigger warning is probably going to be one of the uh scarcest number ones uh to, to come out because there was a ransomware attack over there diamond prevented uh the stores from getting in their their final orders there might be some stores that aren't even going to be able to get this thing i'd like to see the comic disappear on day one uh you could read these comics ahead of time on my patreon patreon.com slash ed piscor 
three books for the archive there. I have over a hundred, uh, over 200 pages worth of comics up there now. Serialize those comics before they hit paper. And you can get to our links at our link trees in the description below this video. What else, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist KFAB newsletter at the links below the video. You can also find Cartoonist KFAB t-shirts and merchandise at the links below the video. All right, man, give them those merchant orders. We're going to be on our way. Make more comics or read more manga. <laughs>